Hello and what's this podcast from The Devil in Detail. I'm Rob Parkson and I'm here talking all things Sulphur Red Devils. Sulphur Red Devils ladies were in action last week uh, on the community pitches. They beat Bradford Bulls 30 points to four. I spoke to assistant coach Don Schofield about the victory and this is what she had to say. Coach's Corner. So I'm joined by Sulphur Devils Ladies Assistant Coach Don Schofield. Congratulations on your win uh, last weekend against Bradford. Talk us through it. Hi Rob, yeah, thanks for the congratulations. Um, it was a really great performance. I felt that on the back of the 150th birthday celebrations that we really had to bring an occasion with us really and it was an opportunity to show the fans whether it be Salford or Swinton that actually we'd, we'd made some progress in this league and it was um we really wanted to put on a great spectacle for the fans so yeah for me it was um just a great kind of settling kind of game for us and I'd ask for you know for, for absolute dedication to the game and they absolutely brought that to me so yeah in terms of the game the first try kind of came from some really specific game training been working really really hard on some new moves and some processes and that and that came to fruition um for our first try and it was really quite nice to see Demi great little kick ding through to her, her, kind of our new winger Holly who then went over and scored so that was fantastic for her and what, and what a game for her to score in. In terms of the second try you know great work from Louise meant that you know Bradford were never really sure where we were going to come from next and um, I think sometimes when you have two halves that were, uh, were working and sewing collaborative with each other as they were on Sunday that Bradford were a bit like I'm not quite sure where we're attacking from next so it was really really good work from her to kind of keep the structures and the, and the talk up so Bradford didn't really stand a chance of knowing what was coming next and um, kind of aggressions shown from come from the middle but it just didn't allow any kind of territory I felt that the middles controlled them very very well I felt that we made Bradford work for every opportunity which is what I'd asked them to do I asked them to not show them any respect as an opposition and to arm wrestle them into our game plan rather than kind of adapting to theirs which so it was really really good to see that kind of middle ground battle that I've been looking far from the middles for a little while now. The second try, again, you know, Lauren Ellison showing great decision-making to send Steph over for a first of the game. Um, Lauren in particular has grown so much over the last few weeks and I felt that she had the confidence and the, the skill set to be able to make that right decision at that right time. Great comms from her edge there to, to get Steph over. So great assist from Lauren and a, a great try from Steph. Um, a third try, great work from Alex, Lou and Sage gave Steph a second and um, what was really good is to see Sage dropping into both edges um, and again we've become like a bit of a two-edged team now which is really really a, th- a good attacking threat. Kind of the second half gave us an opportunity and he asked to go from, from good to great. I asked them to really begin to turn the screw, I asked them to really begin to just not allow them an inch and to um, keep the defensive intensity where it was at and continue to play great rugby league. And I think that that second half really reflects that. So at half time, it was what, 14 nil. Um, and I asked for us to go further with that. Great, kind of a bubbly start to the second half. I felt, you know, we could have gathered more from their missed mistake at the beginning of the second half. They kicked out and we gained a penalty from that, but then made kind of three errors on the back of that. And I felt like, 
bit of adrenaline and a bit of nerves were kind of kicking in at that point. And I think a few weeks ago, we would have allowed that to run away with itself um, and begin to panic. And actually, they were able to compose themselves much faster and, and get themselves back into kind of our processing and what we're looking for. And again, Lauren's perfect read of play and her interception was just enough to set us up for the victory then and I think settle the nerves a little bit. I think, again, you know, adrenaline was running and Lauren's just perfect read um, and, and her try just meant that, you know, we could settle down again and just move back into our processes. Um, obviously, it was frustrating for them to score um, a try as a coach. You want a nil, uh, but it is what it is. We had to give them something, um, and I felt like that's nothing that's not fixable. Um, and then the second try from Alex came after some great hic- uh, mo- uh, meters from our hickey. I felt that the middles carried brilliantly on Sunday. I felt that you know Lobby had been asking from the middles a bit of a buy-in this week, and for them to be there for them, and she had, they absolutely showed up for the team on Sunday. I'm, I'm ever so proud of all of them, but ever so more so the middles. So so some great meters by Hickey um, and a great assist from Taz puts Alex over for a second and that kind of seals the deal for us and and you know we keep them out we don't allow them any more tries and I think more importantly we didn't lose our composure there was p- patches of kind of silly foolish conduct from from them at times and we didn't allow ourselves to get dragged into any of that and I just felt that it was kind of a pretty much a nearly a perfect performance. A strong first half built pressure on Bradford, denying them field position and forcing errors. We converted the chances that came our way. You must have been pleased with that. Yeah, I felt that the first half in particular, we imprinted ourselves onto them. Um, I've talked a lot in pre-match games and, and kind of video work that we do and in training leading up to games about strategy and tactics and actually to to win the the mind battle of who's going to imprint their game plan onto the opposition before they do and kind of taking that control of the game rather than reacting to what's being thrown at us. So I felt that that's exactly what we did against Bradford in that first half in particular. I felt that we just kept building and building and building and we made them work for everything. We didn't give them any, we didn't allow them any respect as an opposition. We just kind of just kept defeating them and, and winning every moment. So we've talked about winning every rook. We've talked about defensive intensity. We've talked about winning the floor. We've talked about being dominant in every tackle. And that really came through in that game that they just didn't allow them to play. You know, they've got a really good halfback that just could not get her way through the markers at times because there's a little bit of intensity around. Actually, we're not going to allow you to come to us and, and to play. I think the game last time we showed them a little bit too respect much respect and in fact this time we took control of that game from the outset which was really really good to see yeah and then kind of forcing the errors on them by being so intense meant that we had more possession we, we worked really hard to increase our completion so it was kind of a bit of a twofold we'd increased our completion when we had ball in hand and, and encouraged them to make mistakes when they had ball in hand so therefore we were able to create more opportunities and it just became like a, a spiral for Bradford that they, they seemed to struggle to get out of. Bracket Bradford came back into it a little bit in the second half but our defensive effort was fantastic, only limiting them to four points. You must have been pleased with that. Yeah, them scoring four points was frustrating for me as a coach, as I um, would, would have loved a nil score there. But uh, we've asked them a lot for in defence in training over the last few weeks. We have focused a lot on 
being intense defensively and kind of being a bit more tactical and strategic about what that looks like and and really working hard with the players to to take utter control of every single aspect of that collision from the point that they make contact. And I think you actually saw that. You saw better rook control. You saw better work from markers. You saw better line defence. And yeah, although them scoring was frustrating, um, it, it, it is what it is and it gives us something to work, work towards. And credit to Bradford, they kept digging in at us even though we didn't seem to get anywhere and it you know it came from an error and the, the probably attacking us from a from in their good ball so you know something for us to tighten up on but I'm really really proud of the fact that all the way through the game the defense never seemed to drop off I think at times you can get kind of red patches in defense where middles are beginning to tire and and some teams kind of utilize that a little bit better and I think we've probably been um a victim of that this year but I felt like the middles intensity was was brilliant and for much longer and more sustained so that meant that in terms of being vulnerable in defence wasn't really there on Sunday and I, I'm really really proud of the efforts that they've put in in training and, and in, in, in the gym um, to kind of be stronger in the course or they're winning those collisions and um, everything just seemed to come together in defence and I'm really really proud of that. You're fourth in the league two points off Barrow and Feverson it's going to be exciting running to the end of the season. I really pay attention to um, league tables and stuff like that. Probably should. But for me, it was just about a good result and a good performance. Um, and so rather than just kind of scraping through a win, I really wanted to to kind of make a bit of a, a stand against some of the teams and, and show actually we're here and we're, we're not just making up numbers here. We're here to play rugby league. And I think that we're kind of beginning to get into that stride, which is perfect. You know, we, we look to build every time, we look to ramp up and, you know, ramping up and finding form just as we're going into potential playoffs is not a bad place to find your form, is it? You know, you'd much rather have it here than at the beginning of the season for it to wane off. So, you know, in terms of training intensities to increase, in terms of um, new players being brought in or different kind of works and moves and passes and processes um, everything just seems to be coming together which is at a perfect time um, as we go into playoffs but yeah we you know we're hoping to to go away and, and get a couple of points a, a, away but we're not disrespectful of opponents Barrow and Fed are both good teams Fed put you know a win over Lee at the weekend um, which would have come shock to, to kind of Lee and it came as a bit of a shock to us and we're just going to just put the cat amongst the pigeons really and, and go in and see what we can we can come up with. So that was Don Schofield talking to us about the ladies' victory against Bradford Bulls on Sunday. Next up on this pop-up podcast, we look what is going on in the World Rugby League with Whiteside's World of Rugby League. Here is this week's Devil of Detail Amateur Report and, of course, the world of Rugby League. We shall start off this week with the National Conference Leagues. It wasn't the best weekend for our local sides, to be honest. They're all doing pretty well in the leagues, but uh, but no, not the best at all. Rochdale Mayfield were beaten at home to West, uh, West Hall by 26 points to 14. West Hall are second now in the table. Rochdale Mayfield are fourth. Mayfield have got two games in hand, so they win the two games in hand. They're right back in contention at the top of the table. In uh, Division 2, 
There was an Oldham derby between Waterhead Warriors and Saddleworth Rangers. 26 points to 12. Waterhead won that game. A hard-fought game as well. Waterhead stayed top of the table. They're too clear of Dewsbury Moor Maroons. And they've got two games in hand. Saddleworth struggling down the lower end of the table. They're third from bottom. Oldham St. Anne's as well. They were beaten against Lee East. Lee East have climbed the table to third now. They won away at Oldham St. Anne's by 28 points to 22. Leading 18-6 at the break. Oldham St. Anne's fought back quite well. But uh, Lee East pipped them there. But the, uh, St. Anne's stayed top. The top on points difference from Ellenborough and Lee East who've also got 26 points as well there's a couple of fixtures this week there's no games on Saturday involving our local sides due to the Challenge Cup final but there's a couple of midweek games Division 2 Waterhead Warriors at home to East Leeds in Division 2 and on Friday night in the Premier Division Wigan St Pat's face Rochdale Mayfield well, in Reserve Rugby League, Salford had a great win. They beat Newcastle Thunder by 32 points to 10. The other results were Wigan 74, Hull KR 12, Warrington 34, Bradford 38, Hull 6, Wakefield Trinity 0. That was abandoned after 35 minutes due to a serious injury. I'm not too sure who it was to, but whoever it was, let's hope they're OK. And, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a bit concerning, that one. Casford 36, Huddersfield 28, and London Broncos 14, St Helens 74. In the North West Men's League, there was a couple of results last week. There was a game Friday night between Salford Roosters and Folly Lane. It was 18 0 to the to Folly Lane, so I'm not too sure whether there was a a fielded team or, or whatever because normally it's 18 0 24 if there's, if there's not so we'll find out that one for you in Division 3 Waterhead Warriors A24 West Bank Bears 4 on Saturday Dalton 24 Caddy Z Rhinos 0 that was in Division 1 Division 3 Rochdale Hornets 10 Garswood Stags 26 Division 4 Bolton 19 Runcorn Highfield 28 and in the Alliance Division Oldham St Anne's A24 Ince Rosebridge A0 it's just one game involving our local sides this week it's on Saturday it's in Division 3 Higginshaw face Rochdale on it. Well it was another busy week in the women's rugby league. Got the scores here for you. In group one it was Wigan 4, St Helens 12. Some other scores for you. Leeds 16, Huddersfield 20, Warrington 10, York 58, Casford 0, Barrow 74, Featherston 20, Lee 16 and Salford had a great win. They beat Bradford by 30 points to 4. In the Super League South, London Broncos 8, Cardiff Demons 10 and Bedford Tigers 14, the Army RL 36. So the tables in Betfred Women's Super League Group 1, York are top of the table, 5 points clear of St Helens. In Group 2, Lee stay top, a point clear of Barrow and Featherston, Salford are in 4th place with 8 points points just three off the top and in the women's super league south Cardiff demons are still top there four from four with eight points two clear of the army rugby league we'll turn our attention now to the nrl and it was uh, round 23 in the uh, in the premiership at the weekend penrith panthers they continue their good run they beat Br- uh, melbourne star by 26 points to six uh, brisbane broncos went uh, away from home and won at North Queensland Cowboys by 30 points to 14 Sydney Roosters 26 Manly Seagulls 16 Gold Coast Titans 18 New Zealand Warriors 28 the Dolphins 28 Newcastle 30 South Sydney Rabbitohs 14 Cronulla 26 Parramatta Eels 26 St George Illawarra Dragons 20 and finally Canberra Raiders beat West Tigers by 22 points to 18 the fixtures for this week gets underway on Thursday Manly Seagulls at home to Penrith Panthers there's two televised games on Friday Cronulla against Gold Coast at 9 Brisbane Broncos Broncos against Parramatta Reels at 11 o'clock. On Saturday, South Sydney Rabbitohs against St George at 6 o'clock. West Tigers face New Zealand Warriors at 8.30 and the televised match is at 10.35 between Sydney Roosters and the Dolphins. Two games on Sunday wrap it up. Melbourne Storm against Canberra and Newcastle Knights against Canterbury Bulldogs. So the top of the table, Penrith are 36 points. Brisbane have played a game more there, 36. New Zealand Warriors have got 32. Melbourne Storm 30. Canberra 30. 
Cronulla Sharks 28, Newcastle Knights 27, then South Sydney Rabbitohs make up the top eight with 26. Parramatta have got 26 just outside, along with North Queensland Cowboys, 25 for Manly, 24 for Sydney Roosters, 22 for the Gold Coast Titans, 22 for the Dolphins, and 20 for Canterbury Bulldogs. So there's nothing in that league at all. St George probably just cast adrift a bit on 60, and then West Tigers are bottom on 12, but there's uh, not much points there separating those playoff places. Well, fascinating stuff in the NRL. Moving on to domestic uh, rugby league. Challenge Cup this weekend, we'll talk about that in a second, but the results from round 20 of the Super League at the weekend just gone. Castleford Tigers' dismal run continues. They were beaten at home to Huddersfield Giants by 28 points to nil. The Giants are on a real run of form, and I think they've won four, three or four on the bounce now. Hull FC 42, Wakefield 4, News, uh, Leeds Rhino 6, Lee 13. That's the first time Lee have won at Headingley since 1984, I think. So they continue to break records this season, the Lee Leopards. They're doing tremendously well. Uh, Salford 15, St Helens 18, Warrington 10, Catalans 30, and Wigan 64, Hulkingston Rovers 6. In round 21 of the Betfred Championship, Barrow 6, London Broncos 26, Batley 6, Bradford Bulls 42. Halifax Panthers beat Featherston Rovers by 25 points to 22. Tremendous comeback in the second half to win that one. Newcastle Thunder 6, Widnes 50. Swinton Lions had a good win. They beat Keith Lacoos by 18 points to 10. Uh, Whitehaven 32, Sheffield Eagles 20. York Knights 14, Toulouse Olympic 18. And a result from last Monday was Bradford 10, Barrow 14. So Barrow, bit of a strange side there. Great win at Bradford and then thumped it home to London. Round 20 of the Betfred League 1, Cornwall 4, Oldham 56. Dewsbury 38, Workington Town 8. That crowned the championship for Dewsbury, so congratulations to them. London Broncos 18, Midlands Hurricanes 30. 28. North Wales Crusaders 28, Doncaster 22, and Rochdale Hornets 22, Hunslet 35. So the league tables, Catalan stayed top with 32, that is Wigan with 28, Lee with 28, St. Helens with 26, they've got a game in hand though which they play this Sunday, then it's Warrington with 22, Hull Car 22, Salford have got 20 just outside the playoffs, then it's Hull with 20, Leeds with 18, and Huddersfield with 18. So that top six is any of those sides really there. Casper and Wakefield are cut adrift with 8 points apiece. And the Betfred Championship, Featherston State 8 points clear with Toulouse Olympic and the Betfred League one as I said Dewsbury crown champions they're five points clear of uh, Hunslet and then made a couple of playoff places of Hunslet, Doncaster, Oldham, Workington and North Wales Crusaders the fixture for this week Betfred League one Friday night London Scholars play Doncaster at seven o'clock and then on Saturday the Challenge Cup final Betfred Women's Challenge Cup final kicks off at 12 o'clock that's on the BBC Hulkingston Rovers kicks off at three o'clock they're playing Lee Leopards in the final and then the AB Sundex 1895 Cup final is at half past five and that game is between Batley Bulldogs and Halifax Panthers. There's one game on Sunday, as I mentioned before, that's the St. Helens and Huddersfield's game in hand in the Super League. That kicks off at 5 o'clock, St. Helens against Huddersfield at uh, the Totally Wicked Stadium. So that's all I've got for you this week. Won't see it weekend because there's uh, the Challenge Cup final. Enjoy that though, it should be a cracking day at Wembley. I'll see you at Huddersfield a week on Friday for Salford's uh, visit there. Take care, have a good week and enjoy your rugby league. Salford Red Devils reserves were in action last weekend. They beat Newcastle Thunder 32 points to 10. A hat-trick by Scott Egan was the highlight. Uh, Harry from the club spoke to Stuart Wilkinson and Matty Rudd after the game. And this is what they had to say. Matty, you must be really pleased to come away with the result today after a really tough contest. Yeah, definitely. It was a really tough game. Newcastle stuck in with us there for the full 80, so full credit to them, but full credit to our lads as well. I think we stuck in when, it, when they put us under the cosh as well, so yeah, really pleasing to get our win. 
and it was an electric first 10 minutes, a lot of points going in. Could you just feel it clicking in the attacking areas at that point? Yeah, it definitely clicked in that first 10 minutes. And then you could see Newcastle just really get themselves back into that grind. But, yeah. And what's it like for you to, to lose a player like Jack Stevens in the, the half so early? What's it like to get used to them different combinations? Because you and Jack have a really good partnership, don't you? Yeah, definitely. We've, we've worked a lot over, the over this season, getting our combinations going. So when he went off, it, kind of, it, it went a bit clunky, but Nathan... Uh, filled in really well there and we got back into it. There's a few standout performance from the team today but who do you think really stood out? I think just our, our middles as a general I don't think I could pick one but I think our pack really stood up considering we had one on the bench as well. And you've had some international experience this season as well a, a bit all over the place in terms of coming back and then going back and going back again but where do you think your game is at right now? I just want to constantly improve you know being in that England setup was was another way of me finding a way to improve my game so I'm just enjoying enjoying the process and sticking in it congratulations mate thank you coach's corner Stu having to contend with a, a lack of bodies and losing one of your halfbacks so early into the game I suppose that's a good job well done in the end yeah we had that probably the weakest team we fielded all years and I've said that a couple of times but it just keeps shrinking on us and then we lost the halfback didn't we Jack as you said in the first half that didn't help us much we had to shuffle around a little bit then we lost Mason we thought, you know he's going to be out for about a few days with his, his concussion so I'm really pleased with how they reacted today and they're saying all the right things we didn't give them a lot of messages today there weren't a lot of X's and O's going out there it's more about you know staying in the ground in the grind and and, and, and finishing the sets and so they were they're talking amongst themselves all the right things in in the times you know in the breaks in the game so that was a big one for me more than anything else is that they found the way to to, to the spaces and the thing they needed to be able to do to win the game and it was a flying start obviously the pattern of the game changed after that what did you say to the guys at half time yeah i just reminded them that um you know to stay in the grind and it's not going to be easy and reminded them of the simple stuff and the core skills will be the difference in the outcome of the, the, the game today you know they thrived off our errors so it really was a test of our own skills and how we played the ball how we caught where we finished and things like that so you know we, we turned it back round in the second half and changed the way we play a little bit probably a little bit more conservative but it paid us because we starved them a possession mm. field position and i thought there was a good few performances out there today Matty just mentioned all the middles but who stood out for yourself Bardell was good again kid that's just come from skate Scott Egan he, you know he, he deserves a special mention really because he's the first player to really come through the Reds program you know he's 17 18 years of age and he scored a couple of tries today and got one disallowed so um, those two in particular I was really pleased with and there's been a few times this season where you've lost games by very narrow margins. It feels like there's a lot of potential there in this team. What can you do to just make it click? Yeah, I think because they're so young and we've deliberately done that. Last year we had a mature team because we were just getting going. Um, and lads at 25, 26. This year we've gone for a lot of development academy lads for a couple of years so we can develop them. So next year we'll, that's when we're really planning to be able to, 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 to turn it around a little bit and win a few more games. So this year is just about them learning and getting just to, to, even today they struggle to tackle big blokes you know playing against men for the first time in their lives um, this season uh, we've just got to get through that and learn from that 
um, and how we tackle and we defend better. Mm. Just finally, on the rest of the season, you might have just answered it then, but what are you looking to get out of the lads before you start planning for 2024? Yeah, the, you know, role starts to look at them, you know, seriously. Uh, that's what we're about. Um, I know some are going to get picked off by championship teams. We lost 14 players to championship teams last year, so uh, it's working. You know, we're producing young players for, for, for professional sport and that's what we're looking for. You know, we've, we've no academy, so we have, we'll have to pull kids from different clubs and junior clubs and then get them fit and strong and teach them how to play rugby and hopefully a professional club can pick them up. Yeah, brilliant. Congratulations on the results too. Yeah, thanks, Andy. You can catch the full interviews on the club's YouTube channel. So big thanks for tuning in to this pop-up podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson and we'll see you soon for more Sulfur Devils chat on your Devil in the Detail. Devil in